Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Hey group chat, I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Sade, joined by the bedside brat, Chels Pinky. She's getting her hair done. This um, is the second time a Black girl has been gotten her hair done chat. while recording. We keep it authentic. Oh, it's like a glasses gang moment. Oh, I'll glasses show you the glasses. Gang. Chelsea just put on some sunnies. Shout outs to Chevelle. Catch these motherfucking hands, but don't catch those hands because those are our hands. <laughs> yeah. Too many hands are catching. Catch, so, many catch hands. Hands. <laughs> so many heads are catching. Everyone's hands are being caught. Everyone's yes. heads are being caught, girl. Damn, Chelsea's um, hair is long AF. Um, let's jump into it, ladies. On Red or Reply. On Red or Reply. I can get started. So this week I am, I mean, this is kind of ratchet, but I'm replying to the Zeus <laughs> network. It is a Black-owned network. Hopefully only black viewed because I don't want white people to watch this. It's not for you guys. It's just for black people. If you're white, you're not allowed to get it. Um, but just Why? Means, no, we cannot have them watching this. I mean, is, is it, it is this only, carrying on happening? Is it only bad stuff like BGC yes. and Jocelyn's? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, I it's, it's not bad. It's very I think good. there's some good things, that, there's some redeeming qualities of, about Jocelyn's cabaret, but I'll let you go first. Chelsea. Please tell me. No, please tell me the redeeming qualities. Cabaret. I think it's, although there are, there's like a lot of carrying on, fighting and shit. I was really watching it just not like, damn, when have we ever watched a show that really showed like behind the scenes of different types of sex work? There's literal, like, ah. there's mad dancers on there. There's women who are who have sex for money and it's kind of dope I, like, I don't know i really was thinking that i was like this is very interesting i've never seen this kind of thing and all of them are mad bossed up about it too it's not like there's are like they? shame involved are they i not? feel like jocelyn is the boss of one she's a always like are, you though. bitches are homeless you guys are trash oh my god <laughs> there are a lot of people yeah that it's are like a lot of like uh them. broke people shaming but no. they're also like hella confident and I don't know. I just like watching the way they move and like I mean, into their sexuality and understand the power of their sexuality. Yes. I mean, I'm obsessed with it. I love how it's no like, like you watch other shows and it's like, it's like, you know, they out for money, but like they, they don't talk about it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, I'm not a hoe. I'm not of this. Whereas these girls are like, I'm a hoe. Like I get paid for it. Like they're I positive. sell pussy. They literally yeah. say that. They're not like ashamed of it. Um, yep. One girl is literally a porn star. Um, apparently, it's Glenn's favorite. Miss Natural. Oh, I love that girl. Love I mean, I'm obsessed her. with her. Is she all natural with that name? Yeah, and she has a lot. She is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just, she wiles out. Like She can dance. Out. She mostly um, does like lesbian porn. Oh, oh Shadi would like it. No, she no, likes I don't big breasted white black women. women. Oh, makes yeah. me a little <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> makes me a little <laughs> uncomfortable. But seriously, guys, it's it's only like fifty dollars a year, and it is black owned. So although it's kind of trashy, um, I'd suggest yeah. let's support this black owned business. 
Yeah. Um, what I'm leaving on red is this term that I keep seeing on the internet. I don't know if you guys heard it. It's called micro cheating. Okay. So apparently Sounds micro- up my alley. <laughs> so apparently micro cheating is the term for small things you do that could have whispers of infidelity without ever physically crossing a line. These tiny moves can take you into territories that you might regret. Um, yeah, there's like, so like some examples would be um, some examples would be like always replying to a specific person's like Instagram story or paying more attention to someone who isn't your partner than your I think that one's stupid, but um, muting someone or deleting a text exchange so that your partner won't find out that you're chatting like mm. they're calling that micro cheating. Um, and I just think it's so I'm just. I mean, it's just, it seems like it's just like a name for Are you tired of terms? dishonesty <laughs> slash I'm just tired of terms. Like, yeah, you just, you know what, what you should be you doing. You delete in a conversation that shit is shady as hell. No, it's not. Like it's it. smart. Depends. Depends. Can if I someone's reaching up? out, if someone's reaching out to you and you're not responding and you just wanted out your phone, I don't think that that's bad. But um, if you're secretly having conversations with people and you're, interacting and having the conversations and then deleting them i think that's weird i mean sometimes you say things and they just aren't that harmful but they just need to go it happens you're a human being don't delete it then leave it there no because you don't need your partner to see that that causing drama for no reason your partner should understand you then well yes you know what if if we have more understanding partners out there in the world then sure but i also think that that just leads to a paranoia that's unnecessary what is the difference between that and like not telling a full story like you've told me this multiple times Glenn where you're like you didn't need to tell your ex all that information because it comes back to bite you in the ass later well I think that's different I think that's different like leaving out information that you know is just gonna like cause more issues especially if you know your partner versus having secret conversations with someone and deleting them. You know, I think those are two different things. And I also think I was telling you, you don't have to tell him so much of your past. Like, yes, I agree with that. You gotta mm-hmm. do that. You need those details. Yeah. You gotta have, you know. Which I find myself telling people about my past because I like want to flex. And then I realize like this is not cute to tell somebody like, yeah, I used to have mad niggas and blah, 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 blah. That is cute. No, I know you think that's cute too because I do the same shit and I'm starting to realize that that's not cute. Like people, that's that's when they get like hella insecure. Or like, I wonder why I do it. I'm like, am I trying to convince you that I get niggas? Mm. Why am I saying this to you? Like, I'm here with you right now. Like, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm leaving on red are, is that stupid term. And just the fact that people want to make a term for every goddamn thing. It's annoying. (laughs) Well, there goes that. Should I start with my red or reply? Uh, I will start with my red. Oh, I think I'm leaving Sleepy Joe on red. Because oh, he's been on red. Oh, I'm Lord. I'm seeing all these posts, these these things that he's probably not forgiving student loan. And I'm like, what the f- Joe? What? <laughs> so you're don't tell me that. Wait, I have a question. I don't because I've never had those. Um, but like, does it continue to accrue interest? Not right now because of on hold. the vid, but oh, okay. um, the vid being COVID. But um, 
I don't know. Glenn, Glenn would know because she's been deferring pre-COVID. So I don't know if it's still accrues interest. It probably they, um, does. I can't imagine. Repayment. And right now it keeps telling me I don't own nothing. So. Oh, right. Great. But it could be accruing interest. Like, yep, I don't imagine. But after like 20 years, then it gets, um, you know, pardoned. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's true. Whatever, well, whatever true. girl. Whatever true. girl. That's it's your true. We should have like someone on. We should have someone on to talk to us about student loans and like what the best strategies are. Yeah. Allegedly, don't pay them. person told me don't pay them. I don't trust you too. She's like, let's um, just wait for that. She's like, you have, we have bigger fish to fry. There are bigger fish to fry. I mean, the interest <laughs> is so tiny that like it, it's not, well, I guess it depends on how much your loan is, but overall, like the interest rates tend to be pretty, pretty minuscule. Um, but yeah, like Joe, what the f- and he seems like he's hella pandering to black folk i mean we knew this right it's just like really corny like i wish they could have been like a a smidge better like i wish it could have just been a little bit better it seems like it's just such a give like it's a easy it's a no-brainer like y'all are talking about how the economy is in the fucking toilet our generation makes like doesn't know if we can buy homes we're in mm-hmm. mad debt. Why would you not just pardon people's student debt? It's an easy thing. It seems like it would be for the greater good of the whole entire country. We've gotten plenty of money to fund uh, terroristic governments. <laughs> so. I, just, I, I also just don't understand how it would work because like, aren't some schools like private, you know? Yeah, I can understand like federal, pardoning yeah, public it, schools. It, but. It's nothing to do with your... Oh, school. the school. institution. Yeah. It's federal loans. So they yeah. Can, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's FIFA or what is it called? FAFSA. That's what you have to fill out your FAFSA. <laughs> yeah, FAFSA. My good sis said FIFA. Um, I am going to reply. Wait, 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 wait. Before you reply. Sorry. Do you remember that video where Kamala won and she's like, we did it, Joe. Did it, Joe. Yes, yes. So there's all these beams and it's like, it's like her on the phone and it's like, they're realizing that we're not doing shit, Joe. We did nothing, <laughs> yes. Joe. I've been seeing those. I also saw a really funny Kamala meme that I posted earlier. It's like her and is it Lil Baby? The one who's with Jada. Yes. Yes. Lil Baby. Yeah, it's her and Lil Baby like sitting down. I guess, I guess he came to the White House. Not little, Lil. Whatever. <laughs> um, I guess he came to the White House and it's him like sitting down next to her and the the meme is like stepmom asked stepson for BBC. Yes. Desperate stepmom. Oh my god. Like, Desperate stepmom. stepmom. Like, like it's that. so funny to me. That really made me laugh. That made because he looks awful. mad, sad, and like she will say she's just like begging. <laughs> yes. The body language is off. The body language is rather interesting. Um, I'm replying to Chelsea Pinky inspiring me to get my Jeffrey Dahmer sunglasses. Um, I'm also replying Those are optical. to the fact that I lost 10 motherfucking pounds quarantine Whoa. weight. <laughs> Where you at quarantine weight? You going, bitch. Bye, bitch. Good for you. It's a hot girl summer, bitch. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I mean, that's I, a big accomplishment. Snatch wax backs. <laughs> yes, snatch wax and backs. I'm going to reply to my soon journey down the aisle because <laughs> <laughs> I am on. It's my road to the altar. My journey. Sorry. The matrimony after I caught the bouquet at a wedding this past weekend. And, you know. 
it felt right. Literally, the the flowers just like came right into my hands. I'm laughing like, so hard because I thought you were gonna say an aisle down like a plane. Oh, sis, <laughs> we go down those a lot. No, I know, but you have. It, it, it's been a while with you yeah, know with coronavirus. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My friends that are married are like, join me in the marriage squad. Come over to the married side. So yeah, you know, I've already started looking up. Um, wedding dress designers and I've picked out my planner no that's not true no you're being dead ass no well this woman I saw this wedding dress designer popped up on my um my feed the other the day black one? the black one that made that beautiful beaded gorgeous ass dress with the sleeves with the sleeves yes um but, I wrote down her name but I can't find it but are and you I was just like but I pinned her I pinned it in the back of my mind can I ask coming question? I see it coming for you this year can I ask a question? Thank you, this year, this year, 30, which is... Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. You're welcome. I'm raising my hand. I know. Here goes Shadi ready to do something and be a, a hater. Diablo. A non-believer. <laughs> Are you gonna date? Why wouldn't I date? How else am I gonna find a husband? Okay. Correct. Great. So that's settled. She's been going outside. I have been she's going been going outside. outside, but I'm asking if she's going to date because previously the the rhetoric was i don't have time for oh, these yeah. niggas they bore yeah. me i, I introduced her like to a barrister okay a whole ass barrister who was trying to have her come to the virgin islands and ting and she was like yeah it's just so hard for me to reply back like yeah I just yeah why weren't know. you into him that seemed like it would be a good match wasn't, i wasn't feeling the energy and and I, like he was here for a weekend and then our Pat, like we just couldn't make it work so then we were just talking on whatsapp for months and months and months and i'm like this is not i'm not well yeah I, just, you just I can't connect you. yeah like i don't have anything to like anchor myself in this i don't have a reason to talk to you because i don't even know if there's chemistry i can't catch a vibe we're just like having just talking about random shit what's your favorite well song? he's alive right so what that means there's you know <laughs> he's alive it's still you know it could still happen with him or someone else new could come up. I'm so petty though. Like I didn't like his voice, but I didn't meet him in person. So I don't know. So then when you don't meet somebody in person, you just start picking apart those like little things, like the nuggets that they give you. Listen, we're going to hold on to that Chelsea pinky faith because Correct. the way you behave, I don't know, girl. I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Prayers um, up. And what are you leaving on red? I'm leaving on red the, just the fragility that I'm seeing on these Real Housewives franchises, the way these mm. women are carrying on. It's just like, <laughs> how, do, how did it become about you? It really is this white woman in distress thing that Shadi brings up. I've been seeing it in the flesh in the way the, they have these meltdowns. Um, young Sutton on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills having this young paranoia Sutton. and breakdown. You mean old Sutton. Old Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> when Crystal said, she's 20 years older than me, and then oh, the screen went... Asterisk, 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was, I love Bravo editing. Me too. Oh, I felt like slightly bad for her because she was just like spiraling. And it's like, girl, ain't nobody texted about you. You're just like losing your mind. Like I'm just watching you spiral on TV. But like, mm-hmm. ultimately I was just like, girl, keep it. And Luann is just. <sighs> my good sis Lou. Come on. We spoke Lou. more about this in depth Lou on a Patreon episode. So if you're a, a patron, you will hear more about this, but. Just her being offended at Ebony K. Williams for saying that she is the most educated at the table when she just simply is in degrees. Yeah. Yes. When Luann tried to say that, which is what she meant, when Luann 
shaded her first and said, if you curse and you use certain kind of language, you're uneducated. So it's only fair for Ebony to come back and say, ah, ah, ah. well, hold on. In fact, I am a lawyer. In fact, I have a JD. Is that what they get? Yes, yep. JD. Correct. So there you go. They could keep Facts. it. And that's that on that. She got her law degree at 23. Correct. Yeah, because she went to college now. at 16. Like, come on, sis. Come on now. Come on now. Um, okay. Ran uh, one of your hot ones, Blaine, or something. Oh, so we can move on. <laughs> My hotline is, in fact, blinging. Um, if what? We could tell them about our game that we did. Oh, oh, yes. Correct. Featured on the Close Friends. So again, yes. if you are on Patreon, you'll see not only things that we post on that website, but also you'll be led into our Close Friends. Yes. Close so. Friends. This weekend, Glenn and I went to my hotline is unfortunately blinging in some way because of this. <laughs> yes, we went to a party and like it was cute. But, you know, we we needed to add a little razzle dazzle, a little sasson to the experience. And so we decided to play a game where we had to meet five different types of men. Um, we categorized them. One was please no one take offense to these titles. They're just funny generalizations. One was a uh, tacky Southern boy. You know who you are. You know, like um, acid wash jeans with the um, Balenciagas. The I was thinking like Tim's with the tongue doing something weird. Like, you know, they like be tired. Southern people wear no, Tim's. Southern men don't wear Tim's. That's no, they wear when those. They moved, when they moved to New York, they try. I've seen it. No, they wear polo boots. Oh, oh you're right. Not you're right. You're right. You're right. With tacky Southern boy, brunch boot boy, which mm-hmm. I've said, I'm not always opposed to brunch boot. It's oh, a time I and hate place. a brunch boot. It's a time and place. Mm, I do not um, like the and just I know you're gonna get there but the brunch boot person that she met I have a hard time believing that she met a brunch boot person in the way that we think about brunch boots oh I think he's a brunch boot it's no. the guy I, sh- I showed you the Colombian brunch guy. boots is a pointy shiny little low cut boot no it's like a suede Clark situation it's both what do you think it it's is? Both. It's, it's both. both. It's both. Okay, shiny. no one wants it, it a could pointy, be leather or shiny sweet. church shoe. Not pointy. It should be like rounded. Like a rounded toe, but it's still like a little like, you know. No, I'm thinking Badman, no Magdalena shot, Clark. No. 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 Clarks are that, brunch boots. That is not a brunch boot. No, those are Clarks. No. Clarks are brunch boots. They are absolutely They're not. They're Clarks. Okay, well then the whole time I've been talking about brunch boots, I've been talking about Clarks. Wow, she's really doesn't brunch know boots the, are like Chelsea the boots. culture. That's what they are. They're Chelsea boots, exactly. Yeah. A Chelsea boot. Yes, but Chelsea boots boot. kind of look... Okay, whatever. We, we're we not going to okay, do this. Okay, so it's Tacky Southern brunch boot. Uh, artsy. So yes. like ripped step shirt, probably like messy dreads. I thought I met one, but then he said he was Brazilian and worked in construction. So Glenn said it didn't count. <laughs> We didn't know if he Why? was Why? He can't be arts. an artist? And well, you, didn't, you know what? You should have got that more, more information, but I didn't you even were think being about a, that. You were being a tyrant. I was. I was. Um, what was the other I one? I have the list here. Um, so we had that. We had that. We had that. We also had an HBCU frat boy. Oh, yes. And Originally, we, we wanted him to be, we wanted him to be in his, like, uh, true, uh, frat gear but nobody was wearing any so i just started asking people hey how you doing where are you from are you in a frat oh my god the last one was hood brooklyn dude which we which we love brooklyn nigga which we gave like you know like 
So yeah, you know, we trying new things. We, you know, we, my my boy invited me to this party in, in Williamsburg. You know, we were just trying to try some new activities. <laughs> I met one of those two. Every time I go out, I meet a boy like that. And they always I told the him my name was one Shah. in the party, the coolest one in the party. And I know he liked that. So I have a lot of texts. Hey Shah. And that's how I know, like, don't reply. I met this one. So my tacky southern boy talking to him, whatever, found out he's from Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, you should take my number. He's like, nah, you should take mine. And then something, I should backtrack. He told me that he lived in Harlem. He's like, yeah, I'm from Atlanta, but I live in Harlem now. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, so you have to travel for this D. I was like, Not for this D, for this dick. For this good, I know, I didn't want to say the word. He said for this that good, too? this is the third sentence he said out of his mouth. You are going to have to the travel seats, for this dick. Yes. This good the, dick the, the to Harlem. Nasty. This is why I'm tired of these hoes. What? I'm like, oh, where are, you, where are you from? Atlanta, but I live in Harlem now. I'm like, oh, wow, Harlem, okay. Yeah, so you have to travel for this good D. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea's mouth is a gate. <laughs> what did Listen, you say? I wanted to win the game, so I said, what's your number? <laughs> <laughs> knowing oh I said take mine but like praise the lord he said now nah, you take mine and you just call me when you're ready I do not remember the person's name so I don't know where the number is and I wouldn't be calling it anyway right nobody wants that that is so odd word to the wise don't introduce yourself like that do you all remember that um phone number I think it was in middle school or high school the rejection hotline hell yeah it was like the meanest thing but Okay, so like if a guy asked you for your number, you could give him this fake number. And then whenever he called it, it would be like, ring, ring, ring. And someone would pick up and it'd be like, hello, this is the rejection hotline. Whoever gave you this number didn't want to give you their real number because you're either ugly or something. It was like so mean. Oh, my goodness. You didn't know the rejection line? Oh, no. my, the rejection line was amazing. Sometimes I used to call it just to like listen to what they would say because it was just yeah. mad. Funny, funny. And <laughs> you're hilarious. But yeah, definitely get that shit out. The rejection line, and of course, you would say people's number as "do not answer." When do I was, not like, answer. Really yeah. in my, like, my young bagging days. Yeah, do not answers. In my I. It was fun though. We had a good time, and I like to see Glenn. You know, get out there and just entertain. I didn't see yeah. nothing. I liked though. Not not nada. Nothing, oh, not, except for the nothing? last boy I met. The last boy oh, I met. She is, did. Is definitely. I saw nothing. I liked nothing. Nothing. Nobody. Damn. No so maybe one. you should go to different sorts of parties. We were at a completely different kind of venue. With yeah, we didn't know any of these people. Knew. Did not. Wasn't even except our, for like, the person throwing it, but literally didn't know any. Yeah, didn't you guys go to one of his parties in the past though? No, no. this is our first oh. one. Okay. Didn't know nobody there. Yeah, it's. I feel like they're not like New Yorkers. Um, right. That's why that I thought was maybe the I could have been my finding my person to meet at the altar. Southern, southern, southern charm. Damn, what Chelsea, 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 you were just supporting me. Yeah, you and you rave about your southern man. I do. I didn't meet him at a southern party though. <laughs> and he's also from Colorado. Oh, I see what you're trying. The to, shade of it oh, all. That's shady. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll wait, talk. what? What what you you don't know what I'm alluding to. You you always I, be wrong. I think you alluded to something. What? what trying to say like that's not the right. Uh, never mind. Let's 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 move on. <laughs> let's move on. We'll talk about it on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm so excited this week. Um. We have a fab. I guess 
we have a great guest. Um, we've been one. He could be fabulous. Yeah, he could be fabulous. <laughs> um, he is a two-time Emmy nominee. Um, he's a regular on the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, he's the host of the Michael Yo Show and fresh off his critically acclaimed comedy special Blasian. Michael Yo is a comedian, actor, host keeping busy in all of Hollywood's platforms. And we really wanted to have him on because we've been saying it for a while that we wanted to talk to someone who was um, Asian American. And we got an incredible blend in Michael Yo because he's Asian American and also um, Black American. So it was yes. a really interesting conversation. Um, we're so grateful that he came on our platform and the combo is really good. So I'm excited for you all to hear it. You can get some laughs too. He's a funny guy. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. Um, so we have Michael with us, Michael Yo. Um, okay, so I'm so excited that you're here. I've been seeing you on my TV for for a while now, and I'm glad yeah, that years, <laughs> for years. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad that we get to meet you. Um, shout out to Kelsey from the Lady Gang for connecting us. Um, I really wanted to talk to you about identity first and foremost, but then we'll talk about like a bunch of softer, easier things. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Let's get it. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to talk to you about being black and Korean. And I know that sounds like silly, but like a lot of things have been going on in the media and in the world at large right now about stop AAPI hate. Um, it's a movement that um, actually a, re- a bill was recently passed as well, but it's also like a movement Um, in response to the alarming escalation of xenophobia and bigotry towards Asian people um, and Pacific Islander Americans um, post-COVID-19. You know, we had a president who was calling it the Kung flu, um, pretty much blaming- The China virus. Not my president. Yeah, not my president. (laughs) Um, And I just wondered how it felt to be an Asian American right now. And, And you're- you a self-proclaimed Blasian. Um, yeah. Well, how I mean, has it been? Well, you know, my thing is, I always say I'm Black and Asian, you know, so I experienced both, mm-hmm. you know, because I would be disrespecting my dad or mom if I said I wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So first, it started with the Black Lives Matter movement, yep. you know, and that affected me to watch so many Black men killed and women killed by the police. It's horrific. And the way and the matter they do it and how justice is not served most of the, well, I don't want to say most, a lot of the times. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess when I talk, I hate generalizing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like generalize. So I, I kind of say like, you know, a lot of times it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, and I, I, I went through that and it's horrible. And, you know, we just want accountability. I think it's very simple. Like, when people get fired up that you just want accountability, I think that's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a man choked out a dude for nine minutes or over nine minutes. And we're all watching this going, oh, we've seen this movie way too many times. Like when you're nervous about an outcome, when it should be plain and simple. Yeah. Like the anxiety I had watching that. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, but but it shouldn't be like that. This should have been we watching it going, okay, how many years he get? Right. You know, but instead I was like, I've seen this so many times. Uh, Okay, what am I going to do if it's not 
the verdict I want. You know, like I, I'm thinking about all these things. I mean, and I cried when they announced the verdict mm-hmm. because, I mean, everybody like if you're if you're of color, you've been harassed by the police at least once in your life. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it only happened twice or maybe three times to me, but it wasn't bad. And then the Asian stop Asian. Hey, here's what people come up to me and ask <clears throat> since I'm black and Asian. They go, Black Lives Matter, stop Asian. Hey, what do you think about when these people say all lives matter and we should not, we should uh, stop all hate? And I go, that's very easy to say when you're not the target. Mm-hmm. When you're a target of something, you can't say that. But if it's not affecting your life, it's easy. Oh, yeah, all lives matter. They should all matter because nobody's targeting you. But if whatever ethnicity you are saying this, if your ethnicity or if you're a male, 50, white, let's say, and you were the target of something, and for me to go, oh, you know what? All 50-year-olds' lives matter. And you're like, yeah, I get that, and I agree with that. But right now, they're targeting 50-year-old white men. You see what I mean? So I think it's easy to say when you're not a target. And I think if to get to the point where all lives matter and we should stop all hate, if you really believe that, you would see that there's problems, so you need to correct these problems. Sorry. You would correct these problems so that we could live in a world where all lives matter and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we should stop all hate. But until you fix those problems, we can't live like that. Mm -hmm. Did you like, because I was also seeing a lot of like kind of controversial like headlines and people making commentary about kind of the relationship between the two. So Mm -hmm. like people saying there was like, I think it was NBC allegedly, maybe I'm not sure, but they said something like how it was like a headline, how black Americans can be better allies to Asian Americans. Yes. Um, and then there were some people saying like, it was kind of, it was almost like they were like pitting people against, pitting the two well, groups against each other. Look, yeah. look, my mom, my mom was told to go back to China or wherever, but mm-hmm. it was from she's a Korean. black dude, but she's <laughs> Korean, but it was from a black dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's my parents, uh, my dad's parents didn't want him to marry an Asian. So, I mean, here's the thing. We need to be accountable on all sides. We can't pretend like there's no black people that don't have hate in their heart, too. We, we, we see it. We see, like my mom saw it firsthand with my dad. She was with my dad and a black dude told her to go back to China. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? So, I and mean, vice versa, too, right? And vice versa. And vice yeah. versa. Go back to that. So, it's a thing where I think what we have to do instead of pitting, I think, I, I, I think we're falling into this rhythm of my, my, uh, the thing I'm, I'm championing is more important than yours. Mm. You know what I mean? And then other people go, no, 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 no. Mine is more black lives matter. No, no, no. Stop Asian hate. No, no. LGBTQ. You know? So everybody wants to be, it seems like they're, oh no, we're important. We're important. They're all important. They're all important. But we also, at the same time, see, what I try to stay away from is hypocrisy. I I try not to be a hypocrite. So when I talk, I I, I like to, and it's not playing it down the middle. It's, look, I've seen the worst on all sides. So I just want to make sure that we all recognize, look, we're not without fault, too. So our people 
black people, Asian people, white people, Latino people. So if we all realize we're at fault, hopefully we can get together and try to fix these problems. Because I'm all about fixing problems, you know? No, Do yeah, you feel like people want you to pick a side? Mm. Or like oh, since I was since I was a kid, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I when I grew up, I, I would have look. Nobody looks at me and go, "Oh, you straight up Asian," you know what <laughs> I mean. But right. people do mm-hmm. look at me and go, "Oh, you're black." Yeah, you know. So I always identified as I don't want to even say it. I've all my parents are strong. My dad has a my black dad has a PhD in nuclear physics, and my mom was the business smart woman in the family. So I always identified as both. But I always knew people outside me identified me more black than Asian. Right. Interesting. Because, and this is so stereotypical, but I was good at sports. I'm 6'2", almost 6'3". Uh, so I'm a big dude. You know what I mean? Mm, I, mm-hmm. I play college football. So nobody was like, oh, man, that Asian's killing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. They're like, that black dude is killing it. You know? So <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, that's, I know how people see me. And now since diversity is so broad and now the word Blasian, people know that word. But still, when I go places, if you don't know who I am, you'd be like, is this dude Puerto Rican? Is he Dominican? Like, they, I, was, I was like, you look a little uh, everything Latino. I know, I saw that in your stand-up. It depends on where you go. Like you get yeah. like, characterized differently. But I, I mean, I think, I think we all kind of struggle with some sort of intersectionality, right? The three yes. of us, we're Black, but we're also women. And when girl women, mm-hmm. almost said girls, when women were walking around with the pink vagina hats, I didn't feel like that was for me necessarily. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it, and every cause doesn't have to be for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, and, 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 and that's the thing is so beautiful. Like it, I feel that I feel at least we're talking about it. Cause when I was growing up, there was no conversation about, it. you know, there was, look, whether you love it or not, social media is terrible and social media is great. Right. You know, depending on what side of that story you're on, you know, uh, I believe in not canceling people. I believe in education because if you have education, (laughs) people understand what they did wrong. A lot of people and you got to realize some people just talk to get headlines because that's their jam. That's what they do. You know, Mm -hmm. so you got to take people for what they are, but I feel there's not enough education. People don't research enough. Like if a comic, whoever it is, says one thing and it gets blown up, you got to look at the body of their work too. Not just the one thing they said, but have they been like this their whole career? If this is one time, okay, look, they screwed up. It's horrible. It's terrible. But are they really that? Where the problem I had with Donald Trump is He basically proved every day who he was (laughs) and what he said. So I had a long track record. I had four years of him saying stuff that I disagreed with. And I'm not going to hate you because you like Trump, because that's just one part of you. But I can tell you, I don't like him because it wasn't just one thing he said. It was about 190,000 things he said (laughs) that I disagree with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. In regards to the comedy thing you mentioned and looking at the body of a comic's work, right? Like people's work is just not aging well now. Like there are comics that were making all types of problematic jokes their entire careers and nobody questioned it until now when there's a lot more awareness of, of the impact of these of these comics words. What are your thoughts on, I guess, like this, the, the scope of comedy right now and like what people are allowed to say and what goes too far as a joke or if we are being too sensitive? I'll give you both sides because I like to always look at both sides. All right. The one side, you a Libra? 
no, I'm a Scorpio, which shouldn't be doing this at all. Or we're just Scorpio. <laughs> just one side, I'm right, y'all wrong, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give you both sides. Uh, as a comedian, uh, and my stand-up is not controversial. Like, I talk, about, I talk about things that affect me. I do talk about race a lot, but it's my race. It's mm-hmm. my family's race. It's my wife and kids. But I will say... Eddie Murphy did an interview and he's embarrassed of his last special, like the Eddie Murphy rock. Cause he said some horrible things mm. in today's standard. Right. Right. But I'm not going to judge him for that because that's where the world was at that time. Now, if you say something today, you got to know the risk, you know, where now you have to take accountability for what you say. Cause when I first started comedy only 10 years ago, comedians could be like, I could say anything. It's just a joke. Yeah. But if comedians say things today that are just hateful and there's no joke attached, then it's just to me, I don't, it's hard to offend me. I've heard everything because I'm a comedian, but I go, there was no joke. That was just mean. There was just, that was just hateful. And there was no joke attached to it. Now, if there's a joke attached to it and it's funny, I get it as a comic because they were trying to make a point, but when comedians could just say anything with no accountability, I've seen tons of comedians just go up there and say the rudest shit just to say it with no joke attached. And that's not what we do. That's not what good comedians do. If you watch a Dave Chappelle, a Chris Rock, a Bill Burr, a Jim Jeffries, they say a lot of stuff that could offend people, but there's also a point in a joke attached to it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're working on that point or joke that's attached to it, you need to work it out. So you're going to perform in front of crowds when they're not getting a finished product. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you can't, what I don't like is people judging comics. To me, you should only judge a comic on a special, not when you see him at a club because we're working out. That's like a reporter turning in their first draft and then printing. And you go, but, but there were still typos. It was shorthanded. It was this, it was that. They're like, no, no, no. I'm judging you on the first thing you did even though they go through six uh, rereads, six typeovers, you know, they go before it's even printed. It's mm-hmm. read by many different people. And that's what comics do. Like when you go see us at a nightclub, we're still working out mm-hmm. the process. So it's our first, second draft of it. So mm-hmm. to be judged by that, where we could say something wrong, you know? Uh, I feel but like, as a, go ahead. Please. I was just going to say like, I just kind of feel like I'm like torn between the whole like wokeness and like, you know, just like our new culture, I guess, because obviously as a black woman for like many decades, maybe even longer, like I feel centuries, centuries, right. Probably (laughs) the most unprotected type of person, you know, or one of, but, and like, so it's great that people are like, mindful of how they speak now but I'm like also a lover of comedy like I am obsessed with Dave Chappelle and he got like a lot of backlash for his um his jokes about the LGBT community and I'm also like to me some of the funniest jokes are like the controversial jokes like well the jokes that you're not necessarily allowed to say but it's like you know what I mean so they're you know comedy you know you know what comedy is and comedy is where the world is at that time Mm-hmm. Yes. you could you could go back and look at somebody special from seven from 40 years ago and they're talking about the president they're talking about whatever's happened. eddie murphy talked about gay guys aids 
he talked about what was then. Right. And now comedians are talking about what's now. Cancel culture. Uh, they're talking about the wokeness. And look, I have no problem with being woke and all that and all that stuff. That that's if you want to be like that, because honestly, when you tear everything down, the sensitive, I, I do have a problem with oversensitive, but when you tear all that down, it's just people wanting a better world. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just some people go about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't cancel somebody off of something they say when you look at now, if they have a whole body of work like that, you know, and a lot of the because I talk to a lot of Republicans and, and oh. Democrats every single day, right? Mm. So, like, when you say woke, a lot of Republicans think that's just left. But it's for the right, too. Right. You know, because no matter who you are, if you feel like they're doing you wrong, you crying about mm. how they're trying to take away your freedom of speech, right? Mm. Like, I don't know how many Fox pundits are like, they say something stupid, and they go, oh, you're trying to take away my freedom of speech. And I go, oh, no, we're not. You had your freedom of speech. You said what you had to say. Now, don't take away our freedom of speech by saying that we don't like it. So mm-hmm. do it. So when Democrat or Republican get in trouble, they always try to bring, oh, they're trying to take away my freedom of speech. No, 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 no. Real freedom of speech is a two-way road. So if you say something, you got to be held accountable for it. So if, you, if you're not held accountable for it and you're trying to take away my freedom of speech, then it's only one-sided and it's really not freedom of speech. Mm. This is so interesting. Yeah. No, I'm just going to say it's hard for me to wrap my head around it because I probably have the darkest, sickest humor, but like I won't like the shit I say will will never be aired ever because I'm like people would think I'm a demon, but it's like but it's with my friend, like my gay friends, the things we say to each other. It's terrible. And if you heard the thing, the jokes that I let my white friends say about black people, y'all would be like, oh, oh my man. God, really, Shade? absolutely. But the thing is, like, <laughs> to your point, it's a two way street. It's like I can't just be joking around about like his culture and like the things he- I'm specifically talking about my gay white Irish roommate. OK, this is so fun. I'm like, <laughs> You know, and like he he gives it right back to me. But like if people were to hear that, they would be like, oh, they would try to cancel you both. Oh, my God. And be like, y'all have a sick friendship. What type of relationship is that? But really, we're just like (laughs) joking. It's that stuff where like you hear a Dave Chappelle and it's like, I can't believe they said that. But you laughed. But like I would never like, well, I guess I just told you that I do it. But I would never let people hear that. You know what I mean? Well, well, see, that's the thing where comedy People expect us to say that. Mm-hmm. They they want to hear like comedy. Like I tell everybody, thinking this shit. Yeah, sometimes when people say that thing, I feel like if I go to see some comedy and somebody says something wild, the whole room kind of breathes breathes a sigh of relief because it's like oh, we were all thinking that. I'm so glad well, somebody said it. This is a space where we're not gonna all pretend that things don't exist, and we're gonna just try to play it really, really nicely the whole time. Just like breaks the ice sometimes I, depends I, we're gonna go crazy but you know i have this i have this one joke that i usually because i'm performing in vegas a lot at this place called the cellar they got one in new york the comedy cellar yeah and yeah yeah, yeah. so they have one in vegas that i i i perform here and then when i go to new york new york i perform at the cellar up there in gotham in new york but i have a joke right now and this is a true story and you could see and i say it not that it's funny I say it to judge the audience, to see how they <laughs> ah. react to it. 
because I can tell so many people tighten up. So it's very simple. I go, I never thought I'm seeing a lot of stuff in COVID during COVID. I never thought me and two black friends walking into a bank would be told to put on a mask. And I think it's hilarious. Black people think it's hilarious because they understand it. What's wrong with that? See? But yeah, see, but black if the people, person laughed too hard, maybe I would get tight. See, see, but <laughs> what I'm saying is ethnic people understand that joke where white people are going, whoa, should I be laughing at this? Am I should allowed I to laugh? laugh? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to laugh. <laughs> and then, well, yeah, and then because it shows you where America is, is that, you know, it's like, oh, you're asking black people now to put on a mask which is totally the reverse of what you ever would want. So you see a room full of white people, some laugh, but most of them like, like you see them get small. They're like, ooh, should I be laughing? Like, have, like and, segregated comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but the black people in there like, yeah, I get it. I understand it. You know what I mean? So that's when I get into ethnicity and I talk about race, it's not to make white people feel uncomfortable because I'm talking about me. This is a real story. Like literally, I was walking into Bank of America with two uh, of my black friends and a lady at the front was like, excuse me, you can't go in there looking like that. And I took it as, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, you, you know, in my, my, I look at my right. friends and they look at me and she goes, no, 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 no. Just put on your mask. <laughs> and we were like, oh, OK, OK, yeah. All right. You're just trying to be safe, Karen, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, so. But it was a real story. But it was a real story. You know what I mean? So that's where my com- comedy comes from, a real place. And then it hit me. I never in my years on this earth would expect a person to tell me and two Black friends walking into a bank to put on a mask. I just found it a funny observation. <laughs> but me saying that line, you see where the crowd is really at. Because when they get really tight, I make a comment. I was like, oh, y'all got really tight on that one. And then they loosen up. I go, this is a comedy show. I point to the side. Comedy stuff. We're here to laugh. You can laugh if you want to. You know what I mean. So um, yeah, that I mean that's the kind of comedy I do. Is I like to, you know, as I've grown as a comedian, Dave Chappelle is an idol of mine, and it's like I want to address issues that move people, and at the same time, I don't, I don't feel like I feel like I can get my message across to all people because I don't yell at them. I just tell them. What happened to me? It's hard to be mad at somebody when you're telling them what happened to you. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going, oh, look, this, 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 just pointing other people out, you can get mad about that. But when I say this happened to me and I'm trying to get you to understand my story, it's hard to get mad at that. Yeah, I agree with That's that. That's true. Okay, you also are a dad. So oh. you ha- I know, they're so adorable. There's two, right? Oh, there's two. There's a boy that's four. And my daughter is one years old and it's Oliver and Elise. I named my son after my dad, Oliver, and my daughter is my wife's middle name, Elise. Mm. So is your four-year-old, is he asking about race yet? You know what? He doesn't notice it yet. It's, It's so, let me tell you something. What's the most beautiful thing is to see kids of all ages on the playground, all colors. They do not care. They do. And it, it's, it's beautiful. Well, and it's their parents. That means yeah, they have good well, parents. Well, at that age, even if you wanted to teach hate, it's hard. Because my son's four. It's hard to teach hate against other races that young. Because they can't comprehend that. 
So it's beautiful to see when my son was, he was two and he started going to the park before the pandemic. And now after there's kids of all color at the park, it's beautiful to see. And it's also depressing at the same time, because you feel like this is how it should be. This is when when, change, this is when adults don't have influence over kids. They're just playing with everybody. Then we start putting our ideals, our, uh, it allows uh, uh, our ideas and our thoughts and our racisms in our kids. And then you see yeah. them grow up and they become the people they are. And hopefully we're having a lot better, you know, hopefully in the world, there's a lot better parents than there are not good parents, you know? Yeah. I hope so. Oh yeah. We need it. can only hope. Um, okay. You also had coronavirus. Yes. How almost died feeling? from it. Yeah. Oh my God. What? Uh, oh yeah. I was in the ICU for eight days. Coronavirus. I got it. I was the first person at Burbank with it. Burbank Hospital. It was St. Joseph's in Burbank. Big shout outs to Dr. Soford. He saved my life. Uh, Thanks, Dr. Soford. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was the first person in ICU with it at that hospital. Uh, my temperature got up to 104.8. Uh, they didn't know what they were doing. It was March 17th of last year. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, oh, so you were like one of the fresh. One of the first. No, yeah. I, I was. Yeah. At that hospital, I was zero. You know, I was Damn. like the first one, like in the hot in ICU. with. It. I'm sure they had other people come with it, but lighter cases. But right. they didn't know what to do. Everything I saw on TV, they were putting in my system. You know, it was they luckily he didn't put me on a ventilator. So that that's what saved my life because they didn't know what they were doing at the time. So right. he saved my life, and we were very close. And you know, he told me like not too long ago. He says, "Man, we were all scared. We didn't know what we." Were. He literally said, "We didn't know what we were doing." And they that's still kind of don't because yeah. it affects you yeah. in so many different ways. But he goes, "You you being the first person, like literally, I would see a drug on TV. Thirty minutes later, it was in my system. Shit, how did uh, it make your body feel? Like do." I can't even, uh, I wish I could describe that. It was, all I can say is on my worst enemy, I would never want to wish it. It felt like mm. you were just burning up inside. It felt like you were going to explode. Oh, like what? that's how it honest, if somebody lit a fuse on you and you just got hot and was going to explode. Cause you know, my temperature got, I was at 104.8. My resting temperature was 100, 102. They, they were trying to always keep me at 102. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wait, so do you have the vaccine now? Oh yeah, I got it right away because I never want to feel that pain again. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it works or not. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> whatever. I keep telling people, I got chipped. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Chip me. Chip me. Shoot, it's I get so lost. Crazy. I get lost sometimes anyway. Just chip me. Maybe that should be in the right <laughs> I right, was looking at, like thinking about dark comedy, like something that did not age well. There was one point where I'll openly admit, like, I had friends who were, like, joking with me about coronavirus because we didn't know anything about it. We were just like, this is something that's going on in China. We're not very clear what's going on. And now I look at, like, the memes that were being sent back and forth, and I'm like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, Little did we know. Little did we know. But I also feel, and just that quick, just over a year, you saw how one point of view, comedians could have gone up if COVID didn't shut down. And talk about how the Chinese gave it to us. And mm-hmm. just a year later, you saw that wasn't true at all. 
But that's where the world was at that time. And that's what comedy does. I remember before I got, I got it in New York City. My last dates in New York were March 8th, 9th, and 10th. I performed in front of 2,000 people. They shut the club down after, but we didn't know about masks. It was was told to be a host, right? So I Mm -hmm. met everybody. That's where I got it. And we were all joking. I was like, who got COVID? Like we're hearing about it, but nobody got it. And I'm the dude that got it. And I was in perfect health. It's just, I got so much viral load in New York, the epicenter of it. I met 2,000 people. So just think of all the conversations, all the people I touched. I just got overloaded with it. So, Oh my God, that's so crazy to think about. Yeah, but look, I have a couple of friends and a clip's kind of going around. It's not going to break big, but, you know, somebody joked, one of my friends on a podcast joked that the reason why I got it is because I was half Asian, you know, and and the host, and this is a friend of mine, and the host goes, that's not the reason, and kind of nipped it in the butt. And then he goes, you're right, I'm sorry. He apologized. Because he tried to make a joke, but it's such a stereotypical joke. And this yeah. was, but this was like a year ago too. You know, this is when I first Question. got it. What what race was your friend? Is he white? Yeah. Okay. Would it have been funny if he were Asian? No. Okay. No. No. Because it's, it's such a, a stereotype. That it's is a, an no. It is. Question. It's such a stereotype. It, it's one of those in it's comedy. Cheap. It's a crap. It's yeah. It's, it's easy. Like, it's an easy job. It's like yeah. oh, you're you're Asian. Oh, you must work in IT. You know, it's one of those. Right. It's, one of those <laughs> it's one of those stupid I things. Still oh. laugh. I know that's still <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> right. I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> but but that's like, what funny. comics yeah. call it easy. Those are easy jokes. Like when yeah. you first come out, you kind of mess with the crowd. It's so stereotypical. Oh, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like a black dude, what do you do? Well, you know, I'm in sales. Oh, I know what you sell. You know, it's so stupid. Forex. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Wait, you know about Forex? How, oh, I people... know about Forex. Oh, I okay, know. <laughs> have people slid in your DMs? Because every day I get a new DM about Forex. And uh, it's getting on my get, last damn nerves. I get, I get Forex. I get, I get all kind of X's. <laughs> no, it's, Ooh, triple X's? I'm, I get triple X's. I get, but you know what? You know what? Uh, I put out that I got a family and I'm married out there. So I don't get a lot of those X's. You definitely do. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, because I want people to know I ain't. Because I'm not over to here. Get, no, I'm not trying to get trapped. <laughs> uh, uh, entanglement. Uh, entanglement. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not. You know, I'm here for a lot of things, but I'm not here for that. You know what right. I mean? Okay, right. so it seems like you're very open. Are we allowed to oh, yeah. go here? So, yeah. how <laughs> is it being in an interracial relationship? Now you're like, Shut your kids are. Your kids are a big mm-hmm. okay, ma'am. I'm asking him. I'm not speaking for myself. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I- I'll tell you this: love is love, and I don't, yes. I-, I don't care if you're white, black, Latino. I've dated all ethnicities of women. I fell in love with this woman because I knew she would be an amazing mom. I fell in love with this woman because she's the best partner I could ever have, and I will love her for the rest of my life. And that's in love is like, I don't like, you know, like my dad and you got to understand, I come from an interracial couple. Yeah. Right. You know, so I was, I grew up in that. I grew up in a pretty much all white neighborhood. So I saw the struggles of my dad fight his dad about my Asian mom. And my dad said, if you don't accept my wife, then you don't accept me. And he, and he wouldn't talk to his family until they accepted her. Wow. You know, so my dad, like he marched 
to eat in certain restaurants. He, you know, he was an activist. And for him to go against his own family, because you got to remember, when my dad marched, he didn't just march for black equality. He was marching for all equality. And this is even my mom, who was Asian, is like, if you're not going to treat my wife right, then I got to march on, too, from you until you accept her. And that's, and that's where I get my point of view. That's where I get from looking on both sides and not being a hypocrite. Like my dad marched for, for black people to be able to eat in restaurants and, water, and drink out of water fountains. And he also, in a small way, marched away from his family because they didn't accept his wife. So he's not a hypocrite at all. He stands by his word and he does it. And that's where I get mine from. But as far as being an interracial marriage, I think it's beautiful because I'm from that. My parents are from that. My kids... I love them. And I think, I think if you want to date a black, like, I don't care who you date as long as you love them. Because my whole idea of being a parent is our job as parents is to be better parents than our parents were to us. So hopefully our kids are better people than we are. So that's how I look at parenting very in one line. So. No, I totally agree with you. Are you familiar with clubhouse? Yes. It's a cesspool, but there is, um, there are these rooms on Clubhouse and it'll be like, like interracial dating is fine, whatever. Who cares who you love? Like love who you love. But then it's like when the people are into one thing and then they bash the other thing, that's what pisses me off. And that's what's happening on Clubhouse right now. So. Oh, really? What do you mean? What do you mean? It's like divest from black women or divest from black men. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild. I've I've, I've heard that where... I heard one guy talking the other, not on Clubhouse, because I hate conference calls. And that's what it reminds me of. It just reminds me of a long conference call. Just a lot of people talking. I ain't got time for that. I, I do not have time to hear all your stories about work. You know, so, but I pop in every once in a while. But this wasn't on Clubhouse, but I heard a man trying to make a point that if, if you don't marry Black women and you're Black, you're ruining the black population, which if you look at it scientifically, you are. So does he have a point? A hundred percent. He has a point, but you're taking love out of that. You're taking, you're taking a lot of elements out of that. If you look at it, because he was speaking scientifically, but that's not a profound statement. That's on any race. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, and there's a fear that everybody's going to look alike in a hundred years, 200 years, because there's going to be so many mixed. So some races fear that, you know what I mean? What my point is, is you never forget history. And I feel my biggest problem with society is not interracial dating. It's some people want to erase history. So Mm -hmm. you don't know, like, so you don't know, like the women's struggle, or you don't know the black struggle, or you don't know the Asian struggle. Or you don't know struggles at all. It's just we live in this great world. I have a bigger problem with with that, you know, t- like you know, the slavery not being taught. Where you have to go to a museum in Washington D.C. or Philadelphia to see. Right. You know what I mean? That's I have a problem with that rather than interracial. Uh, yeah. You know, but it, I went there. I went to. I think it's in Washington D.C. It's the new Black Museum. Yeah, yeah. D.C. D.C. Right. Mm-hmm. I went there with my black friend and don't think I didn't think what if my white wife would have came with me to this museum she it would have been she should she should she should yeah. she will but okay. she didn't come to DC that show 
But it would be interesting to see her see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I and she will go when I go to DC next. But I want to see that. I want to see because I think I think we think everybody cares about our cause. Mm. But if it doesn't affect them, they don't. Like Dave Chappelle, you you love Dave Chappelle. He talked about it. He talked about how white people were like, oh, all these people taking crack and all these people doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, and now he goes, now I know how they feel because when you talk about uh what's that thing? Opiacy. Yeah, no. opiates. I don't give a shit. You know, Can't so relate. Like, yeah. I low key, low key. Yeah. So he goes, um, I really he goes, yeah, so he goes, I understand now what white people were thinking about crack because I don't care about them being addicted to opioids. But that's oh, such David. A, but that's such a profound statement because I noticed, I noticed in my life, my white wife learned a lot through me and I learned a right. lot through her eyes. You know, she's woke now. She tells me about stuff. She's like, did you see what happened? I'm like, oh, okay, okay. You know, she's not being she, sassy with cops anymore, right? Oh, did you hear about that? Yeah. Oh what? What are you talking about? Tell the story. Who told? Who told you that? Where'd you yeah. see that? Yeah, I've been doing my research, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> so my, so my wife. I'm driving to Las Vegas with my wife, baby in the back, and this was one of the first times that I saw she learned something new. So I'm driving. And a cop pulls me over. I was speeding, 100%. I was speeding. No argument. The cop comes, give me a ticket. All that's good. Cop is walking off. My wife lowers the window and goes, excuse me. And I'm like, uh, um, yeah, excuse me. The cop says, yes, ma'am. He goes, no, no, no. I need you to come here. <laughs> and she goes, how do you know we were speeding? And I'm like, hey, baby. No, I was. You know, I saw it. She goes, no, 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 no. Well, because I didn't see the car behind us, so you came out of nowhere. How he goes, Well, there was a plane in Vegas, there's planes that fly mm-hmm. overhead, radar you, and then they call the cop to get you, which is crazy. What? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you yeah. for giving what? us that tip. That's so a you'll trap. Never see, so you'll never see cops on the side of the road because they fly planes that get your, they beam down to your <gasps> license plate and they shoot it to a cop. What? So that's how, when you're that's coming insane. to Vegas, that's, so the guy tells my wife that. My wife's never heard of that. I've never heard of that. I went, baby, I'll speed. She goes, wait a minute. Oh, a plane? She goes, a plane? You're telling me a plane saw our license plate, told you to get us. And we're in a black SUV at that time. She goes, how do you know it's this SUV? I just saw five SUVs pass us that was black. It could have been one of them. And I'm like, babe. And I can't yell at her. Because I'm not going to yell at a white woman in front of a white cop. So I'm like, you, 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 hey, baby. I, I keep saying, it's my fault. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's my fault. And she goes, no. Nah. And then she goes, will, will you go to court if we go to court? <laughs> will you show up? Because this is bull. I'm like, oh, my God. So after the cop, and I find a cop walks over to me, and I go, hey, I'm sorry about all this. And my wife's like, this is bull. You know, the cop goes away. And I look at my wife. I go, do you understand you could have got me killed? Mm. She goes, no, I could. I go, no. You need mm. to understand. You just put me in jeopardy. Mm. Yeah. Because anytime a cop walks back to a car, it may be fine for you because you have blonde hair, blue eyes, and you've gotten out of tickets several times. But the chances increase something's not good going to happen. And she mm-hmm. didn't understand that. And then I explained it to her. And then that, then, you know, the, 
the whole uh, on news is always cops doing everything. something. Yeah, she started, I mean, how would she know? She wouldn't because it's yeah. not. In she her starts world. to be more cognizant of it. It's right. funny oh. you say that though, because our very own Miss Glenn Pogue, uh, I don't know if she knows about the dangers of cops either. So one time I was driving. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was driving back. We were like, we were being wild in Pennsylvania, like smoking, drinking in the car, had open bottles of alcohol. And I was driving my friend's brand new car. And you know, when you're in like in a new car, you might not feel how fast you're going. Luxury vehicle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just cruising. It was just cruising. And the road was smooth. We were in Pennsylvania. Nobody was on the Mm. road. It was late at night. Like, so we were doing our thing. I was going, I don't know, maybe like 100 miles per hour. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And we're like drinking, smoking in the car. And then a cop, all I see are the blue lights. And I like turn purple because I'm like, oh, my God, this is so terrifying. We're going to all die. And Glenn's in the back. That cop is racist. Oh racist. I'm like, Glenn, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you know, she's a descendant of a white woman. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. Don't spread that slut. Glenn. Oh, my God. My white woman in distress must have popped out of here. Glenn. I was like, Glenn, if you don't shut your mouth in the back Glenn seat. did her ancestry. Like, her mom did her African ancestry. And they traced it back. And they were like, there's no African here. We got a white woman. <laughs> Well, I don't trust those tests anyway, because, you know, they should be paying you to do them because their test is only as good as the number of samples. they. This is true. Right. So in 10 years, in 10 years from now, it's going to be a lot better than it is now. Five years ago, it's better now than it was five years ago. So I don't believe in doing that because the sample compared to the number of people on Earth is so small compared to the actual number of people. It can't be that pot. It can't be that accurate. Like my friend took one three or four years ago and they just sent an update to her saying, oh, they got more information. What they sent was wrong. So it's kind of <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I've gotten many an update, but it just like moves to, <laughs> it just moves to different countries. And I'm like, well, this makes they sense. This was just like a lot of access. <laughs> but isn't like, that crazy? It's that like they're you're moved- not from Benin. You're from Nigeria. <laughs> it's like they're right next to each other. <laughs> Yeah, nonsense. I don't know. Anytime you got to do updates, that means it ain't that accurate in the first place. And you, got, <laughs> right. and you my, said many updates. Like, that's not Many, good. many. Now, that's like I'm you giving, per, now I'm like 1% Asian. I'm like, well, that that's just I got 1% true. Asian as well. <laughs> See? That's like, that's like you, somebody asking you what's 2 plus 2, and you go, well, it's 4, 5, 6, or 7. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, wait, you also played football um, yeah. in, in college, right? Uh, yeah, I played for the University of Arkansas. Uh, I played for a couple of years, got too many concussions and Oof. had to quit. Yeah, this is when concussions, you know, they, it wasn't a thing. They told you to get back in there. But one right. knocked me out for a little bit. So I was done. I was done. I was going to ask if you were going to let your your son play, but I'm, I'm assuming the answer Football? Is no, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe when he's older, like if if like he's very athletic. So if he gets to like 13, 14, he's just a beast and he wants to try it, you know, and he's a quarterback or some position that doesn't get hit a lot, maybe, you know, but right now, like he loves baseball, golf and stuff like that. So your four year old loves golf. Oh, man, he's a beast. 
Oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. Love that for him. He cannot get any concussions on the golf course. No, no. no. Your body will get messed up eventually, but, you know, swinging mm-hmm. that club. But mm-hmm. it, he's a beast. He loves I golf. I was going to compare him to someone, but we probably don't want that association. Oh, Tiger Woods? Yeah. <laughs> that popped this in my head, too. And that's I was like, that, that's like a cheap, that was a cheap shot, too. Hey, <laughs> the dude, no matter what his, no matter what happened in the past, he changed golf. For, he did. For he did. Time. So I got to. If you're talking golf wise, absolutely. Like I'll take that. Like Michael Jackson, there's so many people that like him. But if you just look at him musically, he changed the game. He's absolutely. Well, so, Shadi still listens to R. Kelly privately in the privacy <laughs> of my own home. That's what gets me. That's what gets me is like Chris Brown when he beat up Rihanna, right? Allegedly, I don't know. If we can, I, oh shit. Okay. All right. Don't. Then, where are we going, and then, Michael? And oh, then I and then I see women of all colors going. You know, I hate Chris Brown, but this song is my jam. You know. I know. They do. I still I feel know. sus when I listen to Chris Brown. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't <laughs> I like mean, it. It, comfortable. it, it oh, makes it, it hurts. Even R-, R. Kelly. If I hear an R. Kelly song, I start. I'm like, damn, but the song is so good. But yeah. Yo, I was at a little event the other day and it was on, a R. Kelly song came on. I caught myself a full minute in. I had been singing all of the words. And I was like, oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when you gotta, that's when you gotta kind of separate and go, okay, I like his music. I don't like him. Right. You know, you gotta yeah. like, like Bill Cosby. I grew up on the Cosby show. Yeah. And I'm you so know, sad. That, Kids that was to the, see it. That was the first show that showed me that black people could be doctors. I mean, my dad was a doctor. He had a PhD in nuclear physics. But on TV, that they could be a lawyer. They could be a doctor. They could live in a nice house. You know, they weren't talking about, yo, what you talking about? You know, they wasn't talking like that, you know? (laughs) They were actually educated black people. And they were on TV. And it was okay. Like, so I separate him from what he did on TV to the awful person he is in real life. You know, mm-hmm. so I can separate that. So when you do something as a profession, I admire your work. I admire your work at that profession, but I can't like, I don't have to like him as a person. Right. Yeah. Wow. I agree. I mean, it's tough. Okay. Did you all know, I know Glenn and Shadi probably didn't know this, but you also were on season one, episode one of Fear Factor. Yes. Chelsea, you on, sound like a stalker. <laughs> I was on, I was on uh, Fear Factor was a big show, but I was on the pilot. That's wild. What kind of things did you have to do? Did you have to eat? Oh, lunches? it was so, it was so light compared to what they wound uh, up doing. Like in the like, like ours was. So we had to jump out of a like fifteen story window, but we were in cables, so it was no big deal. Then they dunked us in a tank underground, chained up, which is nope. no big deal. Because oh no, trust me. That got me. All my hair gel came out at the time. And it was, I, you know when a squid... That's what got you? In, your hair gel? Oh, no. My my hair gel just all filled up the tank. It was, but it not being like, strapped in a tank? Oh, no, no, no. That, 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 yeah. How did you have to get out? I literally am, I'm like squirming oh, they inside. They pull you out. When oh, you just to see how long you could stay in there? Whoever oh, stayed in the longest was the here. final channel. I mean, and the smoker won. He stayed in like a minute and a half or something. And he smoked cigarettes. The creator cigarettes of that on. show is a sicko, I think. Yeah. No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Mark Kunitz. <laughs> no, no. He's a good guy. Matt Kunitz. Yeah. No, but it's great. So the gross thing I had to do, we ate sheep eyeballs. That's so, disgusting. Yeah, that, that's not a lot of like, the like the penises, the like the big penises freak me out when they used to do that. Yeah, they Why were they doing that. that? Oh, they did that a lot. I'm like, how oh, did you, did you 
did you hear about the one they didn't air? They had to eat donkey dicks. <laughs> they made people eat donkey dicks and they couldn't air it. They couldn't air it? No. It was, uh, the, the network was like, no, we can't air that. But these people still ate it. <laughs> they ate donkey dicks. That's fucked. <laughs> Oh that my is god! Disgusting. How much I do you get? I was when gonna you say, win? what is the prize? I think at like two hundred thousand dollars a million. Oh well, no, that's not enough. enough. After taxes, that can be, that can't even get me no <laughs> it property. Gotta be, it that's ridiculous. Gotta I be love it. Money. You already start calculating the taxes. <laughs> right. I always wonder that when people say like, "I'm gonna win a hundred thousand dollars," I'm like, "No, that's you're not. Nothing." Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what? Like when I was on it, the grand prize because the show got so big. I think it was a million. But, okay. but there we go. Yeah. I mean, I after taxes, you still, for a million. after taxes, you still had like five hundred thousand dollars. Chelsea, you said you would eat donkey dick for a million dollars. Yep, I probably would. Look at that. A full Depending million, not half, not five hundred thousand. <laughs> but but after taxes, five taking home. No no 500. no. I need I need then then I need one point five. And then okay, I, if I'm giving you five hundred thousand dollars after taxes, that's still a lot of money. You're not gonna eat a little donkey dick. <laughs> That's, that's not no big deal. Like, all right. It's, it's, cooked. This. it's cooked. Yeah, they it's cook cooked, it. Right? And it's you're allowed raw. to have, like, condiments? Just yeah, right? Just Dips. I think it, it, it could happen. No, <laughs> it's, just, sauce. it's just straight donkey dick. No condiments, <laughs> no nothing. No ketchup. <laughs> no ketchup, no, just straight. Uh, no pepper sauce. <laughs> no pepper sauce. Uh, no okay, lemon gosh. pepper. No lemon pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, really quick. I know we're like going. I we could talk to you forever, but I just wanted your take on some like quick pop culture things. Yes. Um, because I know you are also into pop culture. Um. Okay, Benifer, how do you feel about it? Do you know what that means? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. your face. Your face was like. (laughs) I was thinking about what I'm going to say because, you know, they're older. Ben's through. Been through his problems. You know with whatever addiction he's dealing with or whatever demons he has. Jennifer Lopez, you know, has been in and out of marriage relationships. It's almost like I I see. I'm going to give you both sides of it. Uh, One side, one side of me never roots against a relationship because I would never want somebody to root against mine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I hope if they wind up together, they stay together and it's, and it's, and they're happy and they get married and they have a beautiful life. I wish that upon everybody. But, the entertainment side is like, I think it's just two older people that are comforting each other right now during this downtime. Uh, you know? Like I couldn't imagine myself being 50 plus in age, no matter how you're successful and being alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. Like, look, I, I'm in my, I'm in my 40s, but I read stories about people dying every day that's around my age or 15 years older or t- just think about it. your your time on earth gets shorter and shorter like when you're 20 you never think about that i remember when i was in my teens and 20 you never think about dying. Mm-hmm. then when you get older you're like oh shit you know you now you only got this amount of time and the last thing you want to do is be alone mm-hmm. i feel so it's kind of like i see them hey you're not dating somebody we've dated before let's hang out at least, hey, we may smash a couple times, but the mm-hmm. more more important than that, we're not lonely, right. and we enjoy each other's shit. company. You know what I mean? I heard he's but writing her are, like all these long love letters and from where? Du moi? Ah, Wendy, Wendy girl. Oh, Wendy. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, Wendy, I'm gonna be on Monday on Wendy Williams, so check that out. Yes, okay. 
please. Was that the Wendy you were talking about? Yes, Wendy. Yes. That is the Wendy. Okay. That's the so Wendy. I'm, a, I'm doing hot topics on Monday with Wendy Williams. So oh, so exciting. fun. Wait, but don't you think it was like a little too soon though for Jen? And no. That's like what's just, confusing to me. No. Just broke up? no, no, no. Why? Why? You? I mean, when he's like she's fifty. <laughs> no, that's what, what. What I want to say is they're Jen's grown people. Out. They're not like kids that just looking for a rebound. They know what they want and they, they know what they, they don't want. want. Yeah, mm. you know, both of them know. Both of them should be like, "Hey, this is this is not even about a rebound. It's about comfort." Yeah, I'm comfortable with you. You're comfortable with me. Let's hang out and see what happens. That's all it is. It's not too soon. It, why? When is it ever too soon to be comfortable? True. Oh, that's a bar. You know, right? You know, that I spill. Yeah. <laughs> Michael like Z. It. Michael. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. I just caught it. I'm like Z X Y Z. Is how much she said? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, Michael <Z>. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I was like, what? I don't get it. Okay. What I got about... you, Chelsea. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. What about? Do you watch Housewives of Atlanta, or are you familiar? No. You know what? I, I used to work for Bravo, and I had to cram watch all these shows. <laughs> really. Yeah, we did a little pilot for him, and we went on the air for like six, seven episodes. But it was a bad time. It was an all-dude show talking about housewives and oh everything God. Bravo. That sounds hilarious. I kind of It that. was hilarious. But great. it was at the time of Me Too, and it wasn't good for men oh. making fun of women. But it was a great show. It was a great show. We were funny. We were funny. My dad so, loves the housewives. He's always like, look at them with their breasts hanging out. Why are all the breasts <laughs> hanging out? What's that about? And I'm like, that's the only thing he notices about the show. He's like, look at all the breasts. And they just hang it. But no, I don't watch The Housewives, but uh, I heard about the story, though, from Wendy. I was watching Wendy. I don't know the names of the people in the story. Portia. Portia is now engaged to Fallon's man. Yes, I I read that. Well, I saw Wendy talk about it, and she was just like, hmm. And she was just throwing shade, and Portia should know better. And like I said, I'm not familiar with it. I'm just going by what Wendy said, <laughs> and uh, it's just shady. But but like Wendy said, and because I don't want to take credit, she just earned herself another peach for another season in yeah. a couple of seasons. Correct. She and when sure you, did. And when you live in that world, that's all you're trying to do is get a peach, secure the peach. You, the secure. That's all you're doing. I've seen people in these shows. They make up stuff. Just to stay in shows. You know what I mean? So I mean she got more than a peach. She got a three part spinoff too. Like Are you serious? When? I think they announced it like yesterday. What's the spinoff gonna be? Oh bitch, this is all a wedding. It's a setup. You're shitting me. All right, let me ask you this. If this is for all y'all, if you're in a reality show and your man is secure and you know like we need we need to create some more drama. And would you, and you and your man come up with this plan, look, you go date my best friend. <laughs> like, would you be down for that? Probably. No, but, I'm hey, not selling my soul to Illuminati. I don't like, if, if we're at the, at the, if it's the end of the road and it's like, once I'm all up, rope, like wrapped up in that life, maybe. It's I don't payment, know, right? I don't know if I would do it. But like a fake because, dating. Like but, y'all could be yeah, spotted. Yeah, it's y'all fake. Be spotted it's I could see how people do it. I could see how people do it. Well, I don't know if you know, but I was on the Kardashians for a little bit. And Wait, doing what? Dating Courtney? 
Oh, no, 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 no. You had a show was, with Courtney. I mean, with Chloe, right? Yeah, Chloe. Yeah, me and yes. Chloe. Uh, it was called Courtney and Chloe Take Miami. I was Chloe's yes. boss in Miami for radio. Yes. So what I do know from watching them, if the show is big enough, it actually becomes your real life. Mm-hmm. Like there's no separation in reality or your life because, you know, when you first start, it's TV show way over here and your reality's here. Then all of a sudden TV shows starts moving mm-hmm. in and then the bigger you get, these two start to merge. That's and then scary. it's the same thing. Very scary. Yeah, yeah Ooh, it's the that's... same thing. I love that I said, you dated Courtney. No. <laughs> Like, well, yeah, I no. guess like the identity that you create on the screen is who you are. Comes your identity, yeah. And and you mm-hmm. your brain. Look, I was just on for like two seasons, but your brain works in ways of this is good for television. This is what I need to do. You start thinking like that, oh. and and when trust me, you can put a mic pack on those girls, and they will forget they have one on. That's and that's when thing. you know you in 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 TV. You're a reality star when they put a mic pack on you. And nothing changes about you. I mean, we're in the presence of another reality star, uh, Glenn. I, was I know. Say, was she's on wearing the sellout her husband. <laughs> oh no, she's been on no, a no, show. Glenn actually had a reality show, and what? we we were yes. guests on the show, and they we were didn't giving make us the cut. They didn't make the, the we didn't make the cut because we were cut. too classy. They were giving us cups of alcohol, and they were like. Loosen up, gals. Wait, wait, what reality yeah. show is this? It was My Family Owns a Bed and Breakfast. So it was a show about our bed and breakfast. It was on OWN. Bed and breakfasts. Bre- bed and breakfasts. Yes, many. And is it still on? <laughs> not not on anymore. This was okay. like, not two, not like three drama? years ago. Yeah, we did not have no drums. It was very... Yeah, if you don't have... You got to slap somebody or something. <laughs> Damn, Glenn. Actually These biscuits aren't hot enough. <laughs> Well, the first, that's how we got the, the pilot. Like my mom and the chef got this huge, got into a huge argument over a tray of cornbread <laughs> and it got crazy. And they were like, this is it. It was crazy. They were, the lady was slamming the pan. You want cornbread? I make cornbread. She slams the pan down. She starts stirring all crazy. Yeah. Well, that, now, if you ever have another reality show, the first scene, it needs to be a slap. So like if it's at a restaurant. Yes. Throw the food and like I didn't order it. Wow, man, you'll be on forever, forever. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. I know how to make good reality television. Maybe, I would maybe, never want to be a part of it, but maybe I know I'm ready it. for this lifestyle. <laughs> See, now I'm thinking like, damn, I, maybe I couldn't sell out my husband. I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Maybe, if y'all were maybe. both on the same page, right? Exactly. Like, hey, baby. Hey, we got to do this. You know, let's make that money. I got to secure the peach. All right. Yeah, you got. Hey, you secure that peach, baby. (laughs) Secure that peach, baby. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, my last pop culture question before Uh um before we go is since especially since you know the Kardashians, the Tristan Thompson cheating scandal. Oh, which one? Oh, yeah. hasn't he done that several times i, I don't think know there's a, i heard there was there's a, a new, new one, one just now yeah. there's a new girl oh there's a new girl over the new girl yeah the girl that was on no jumper is that what you're talking about a girl went on no, no Jumper cast and talked spilled all the tea okay the is this a new show no jumper no it's, jumper? it's a podcast it's, it's a podcast it's a podcast, podcast. it's um, called no but, jumper mm-hmm. no jumper and like is all it? the video girls go on it it's kind of it's a very ratchet should we go 
You don't Sorry. do rappers and NBA players? Do you, you don't know what I do. Anyways, okay, so there's a new girl. <laughs> yeah, she went on there and she talked about, they were talking about all the people they hooked up with and she was like, oh yeah, that's around the time that I was with Tristan. <gasps> and it was while he, da, da, they were da, da, like da. living, while he was with court, uh, the girl, Chloe, talking about how they were going to have another baby. Okay, Messy. so you want to know my thoughts on the new girl? Because I don't know the new, I will give you an overall thought. Is that okay? people are what they do and it's not like she don't know he doesn't cheat you know what i mean so i think when a kid's involved it's a lot tougher i've never been in that position that would never want to be in that position but i don't think anybody should assume that chloe trusted yeah you know because i do know this about chloe i do know this about chloe she just wants to have a family and a man that's loyal like she's that person and she will be loyal too. I do know that about her. I know her integrity. I know how she is. I've been with her when she's read the mean comments, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad because that's all she really wants. She just wants to be a, a, a happy wife, you know, with a, a loyal man with kids. And I guarantee you, she wouldn't, if she found that, she would have no problem stepping away from the show. Because that's honestly what she wants. That's honestly what she wants. I believe believe in what I know of her for the two or three years we hung out and we're close. Hot take. That's that's what she wants. And I I hope that for her. And, you know, if it's with Trip, like I told you at the beginning, I never root against anyone. Yeah. I just hope they get it together. If he's the one, I hope he turns it around and becomes the one, you know? Or if he's not the one, she finds the one and... Because I, I want everybody to be happy, especially her, because she's a great person. Yeah. That's so sweet. I mean, well, she is so kind. She has time. Yeah. Courtney over here is seemingly living her best life with yeah. Mr. Travis Barker. And why wouldn't you? Why not? I love it. They why look not? amazing. I just love it. Oh, why? Like, like, you've been, <sighs> your whole life's been on TV. You've had your relationships on TV. Girl just wants to have a, maybe it's serious, maybe it's not, but hey, she's having fun. Do right. your thing, girl. Why do mm-hmm. it? Why not? Why not? Life uh, is short. Any Travis Barker's out there, holler at me. <laughs> wow. I just <laughs> fantasized about that. You want thing. some interracial babies? Let's go. <laughs> I didn't oh say my. that. I did not say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> a st- a Travis Barker, a st- so like Michael you get it that is exactly how we do that's how we play around here she wants, she wants some interracial baby joke on people I love that's it right. oh, yeah, just, I love yeah. it oh, oh thank now, you now thank people you. are gonna be coming for me thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining the group chat it's literally been such a pleasure we really it's appreciate awesome. you coming on um where can our people our group chat keep up with you slash do you have anything that you want to like uh know about yeah i'm gonna be in uh san francisco performing at cops comedy club june 11th and 12th i'm at the comedy cellar in las vegas all the time and my instagram just hit me up on instagram at michael yo i post everything there Hopefully, uh, Sade doesn't mess up the black race with the white man she's going to get. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when are you coming to New York? Uh, when everything's clear over there, but definitely I will be there and I will let y'all guys know because I want y'all to come please. to the show. Yes, I'm coming to please. the show, but we'll, we'll pop over to Vegas. Okay, you come to Vegas. I'll show y'all around. I'll show y'all. There's a lot of white dudes in Vegas for you, Sade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm logging off. Is this done? <laughs> 
Thank you so Wait, and your podcast too. Oh yeah, yeah, my podcast is called The Morning Yell. If you like comedians, I have a lot of comedians on. I give a lot of hot takes. It's only like 20 minutes. I just like go on, just say what's on my mind and I bounce. It's called The Morning Yell. You can listen to it on all platforms or you can watch it live on my Facebook page. Just go there. At Michael. Everything's at Michael Yell. Y-O. Not Y-O-E, not Y-O-E-H. It's just Y-O, Michael Yell. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. You guys were awesome. I appreciate it. Yay, that was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to schedule you guys, too. I'm just looking for a date and I will send it. So it'll be fun. You can be on mine, too. Wait, how is your last name Yo? Like, is that your black? No, it's my middle name. My full name is Michael Yo Simmons. But my mom gave me her maiden name. You know, because my mom, she was like, I worked too hard to put you out. You're going to have my name somewhere. So she gave okay. me her middle name. My, you know? my little was... cousin is half Korean and his Ethan Kwiling Sue Davis. Oh, oh and that's his middle Kwiling? name. Kwiling? Yeah. That's a dope name. Kwiling? Ooh, that, sound, yeah, that, that sounds black. He honestly looks like a little Cambodian child. Like, no one thinks <laughs> he's, he's black. so cute. <laughs> also, I... I know we, whatever, I'm just going to ask this question real quick yeah, I didn't stop, um, yeah. because you talk about your mom and she honestly sounds like a black mom to me. Oh, well, this is what's great about comedy. I talk about my Asian mom, but white people, black people, Latino people, they all got a mom. Somebody got somebody in their family like my mom. My mom, was, sound like my mom. My mom is so truthful, whatever. And that's what she says. After she says something, if you don't like it, you go, what? It's a true. It's a true. <laughs> you don't like true? You know, like, so that's her thing. It's like, she justifies everything she says, but oh, it's a true. What? It's a true. You don't like true? Okay. That's iconic. I'm doing yeah. that. And then she'll go, I lied to you then. Is that because uh, you want me to lie? Right. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. So, yeah, she, she's gangster with it. I can't, like, I'm, I'm going it. up a lot and I'm shooting a new special in November and I can't wait. The, my first special is good. But this new one, it's I've reached this level of talking about really going into race in a way that it's very digestible for everyone, you know, but it makes solid points. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. We love to see Good it. To well, it. I'll have you know, I actually have a date with a Korean. Well, it's not a date. I was going to say, girl, is it a date? date. It's Bitch, a sneaky Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's calling a, it a date. Meet me Friday. here. So I Wait a minute. Why, is it, why is it a date to you and not to him? Because I just invited him to a party. So that's not a date. Uh, well, if he's coming, that means he wants to go. So might, be making, my, might be making my own Michael Yo's. There you go. <laughs> Little Blasian baby. Well, let me tell you something about guys. If you invite them somewhere and they don't want to go to you, they ain't going to go. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah, good. so you got it going on, Shot Day. <laughs> we're definitely going to have you back on to give some dating advice. We never have guys, oh, guys so we need now, to. Now, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I always wanted to start, like, I want to start it. Every woman I know comes to me for a dating advice. Really? I want to oh, start really? Everyone. I got a book I'm going to write one day called All Men Are Dogs, Find One You Can Train. And Ooh. I think it, it yeah. It's not going to be on that Steve Harvey bullshit, is it? No. I'll tell you something. <laughs> no, <What>? it's not going <laughs> No, it's not going <laughs> No, it's not going to be that. It's going to be real stories because here's what I will say to most women. 
if you, whatever you're complaining about a guy, just tape record it and play it back. And if that was your friend, what would you tell them? Tell yourself. But literally, you can eliminate every problem. That's say your problems in a tape recorder and play it back to yourself and pretend it's a friend telling you that. What would you tell? You'd be like, leave. The dude is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I got advice for days. Oh, I want to start. I want to start a a dating advice uh, cop with with some ladies. Chelsea. Okay, I get love Kelsey. Maybe I'll do it. I'll do it. With you. Get Kelsey to do it. We'll do. We'll do a dating pod too. I'm down yes, for that. Yes. <laughs> I need Talk help. to Kelsey Knight, Lady Gang Gang. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're the best. It was so nice. Thank meeting you so you. much. Yeah. All yeah. right, we'll talk soon. Great all right. To you. Yes. All right. Bye. 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 What would you do now this week? For what would you do if your son was at home? Um, crying all alone <laughs> on the bedroom. I feel like we were all singing the same kind of thing, and you changed it. You yeah, did. I did. I got it. Trying to have a uh, hymn. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, dear BGT, I have saw. I have seen that you all made a Patreon, um, and I'm so happy for you all. I want to make a Patreon or an OnlyFans for mm. some extra cash. Do you think I have to tell my man? <laughs> I'm only scared to tell him because I'm afraid that if I tell him, he might say no and judge. And honestly, I need some extra money right now. It's not going to be anything too sexual. Maybe it'll be feet pics or body pics, no face. But like, I want to make my OnlyFans. Do I have an obligation to tell my boyfriend of three years? Um... Wait, he's, he's, she said something. Did she say, okay. You, yeah, you got to tell him, girl. The Sade. Oh, good job, Sade. The Sade. No, the Sade want, in me wants to be like, do you. Do but whatever like, you want. Who but cares like, about your relationship? But like, you, you're you just going to start making money and get a, how are you going to tell him you made the money? Right. And you're then gonna you're going to come home with your Chanel and he's going to Yeah, like, there's one oh, way to like. We were broke. If you were able to omit, then I'd be like, yeah, but you're going to have to end up lying when he's like, how are you getting bread? And he might find out yeah. one day. Do you have any distinguishing tattoos? Anything? Yeah, like what if your man's friend is jerking to your toes? That'd be kind of awkward. I, I also think though, making some extra money selling some damn feet pics, body pics, no face. That sounds kind of nice. Maybe your man will take it better. Like it's not your face is not in it. So maybe people won't attach you to your body in the same way. I don't know. But you know how, how dudes be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you definitely tell him. Um, maybe not necessarily asking permission, but like just yes. saying like, hey, like I'm honestly in a really tight position right now financially. Um, I have a, I'm assuming she works. So like this isn't like the only thing she plans on doing. It's pr- something extra. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to make this OnlyFans um, so I can get a little money and get back on my feet. And does she even say she's in a tough time or she just wants side money? Um, You'd be like, I'm saving towards something. It says she needs some some extra money. Okay. Yeah, definitely don't have to ask for permission. Tell him that this is what you're about to do. But But do understand. It could lead to like a some friction. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, he's a person too, right? So he's allowed to have feelings about stuff too. So right. And so if it does lead to friction, then I mean, you make your choice. Do you want your money more, or do you want your three year relationship more? That's up to you. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, that's the reality of the situation. You're right. You're right. 
best of luck, girl. You know, we're going to have an expert on here in a couple weeks. So maybe you can get some OnlyFans tips. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Um, anyways, if you guys have uh, questions for us that you want some advice from people who are not specialists, but just give advice, uh, <laughs> you can email at Email us at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. You can DM us on Instagram at blackgirlstexting. You can tweet us on Twitter at blackgirlstext1. Um, and we have some merch at blackgirlstexting.com. And we have Patreon. So there's some levels to the Patreon. You can just like donate a dollar a month. Or Two dollars. Can- oh, Two dollars. <laughs> Two dollar ho. Um, or you could. Correct. <laughs> Jocelyn says that to people. Um, <laughs> or you can, I think there's like a $5 one, a $10 one, a $20 one. Obviously, yes. the $20 one is the best one. You get merch and you get all of the content and you get the close friends and you get invited to events, I think. I don't know, but yep. it probably says it on the it website. Is. You covered it. You covered it all. We also have a YouTube. Run up those subscriptions and those views. Um, like, comment and subscribe. All the things. And yeah. share the pod. Share mm-hmm. this to your friends. You know, we we don't want to go back to work. Can you help us accomplish that goal? I know you can do it. I know you can do it. I'm talking to you. You right now in your car. You right now on the train. You right now walking to church. You can free us from these shackles. Oh, my Shut God. <laughs> and also, if you just like the content, you like what we're doing, you like hearing from three Black women, you like hearing from the guests that we bring on, um, it's extremely helpful to share the content. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Um, and write a review. And if you write a negative one, suck my dick. <laughs> All right. You heard that. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.